I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast Network Asia. Honestly, I don't have any intention to to grow my salt business. I just want to buy salt and sell it to my brother in my small town. No? But when mm-hmm. I competitors saw it, they really lost the price. So if my capital is 40 plus delivery tracking of 65, they were selling at 50. Uh, <clears throat> that was their you, way. They want, they want to kill your business even at the loss. That was their way of killing the new competitor. And good evening, good afternoon, good morning to wherever you are watching from all over the Philippines and from all over the world. My name is RJ Ledesma and welcome to my podcast, the RJ Ledesma podcast. In the RJ Ledesma podcast, I like to interview the country's pioneering business personalities and trailblazing entrepreneurs to learn more about how they think about doing business. What are their success secrets? How have they innovated their businesses, especially during this pandemic, but more importantly, how are they continue, continuing to find rather new opportunities emerging during this new, new normal? Now, do me a favor. Is there a business personality or entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here on the podcast? Please do let me know. Just drop me a message. You can drop me a message on Facebook, um, on Twitter, uh, on LinkedIn or Instagram. I would love to hear from them and learn from these other Pioneers in Business. We are also live right now on Kumu and on YouTube. Tonight, another pioneering individual and serial entrepreneur. We have the CEO of Mober, Dennis Nang. Mober is a Manila-based text logistic firm that pioneered green delivery here in the Philippines. It aims to be the leading green logistics company and delivery provider in Southeast Asia by becoming the largest operator of delivery EVs in the region or electric vans here in the region. It was established back in July 2015 by serial entrepreneur and Ernst & Young trained auditor, Dennis Nam, with an 80-person team, including delivery drivers, Mover, having, having had explosive growth in the delivery sector over the past several years, is well positioned to pioneer Electric van deployments here in the Philippines. I am very interested to find out how we're going to go about that one. Please welcome on the show, Mr. Dennis Nang. Dennis, welcome to the show. Great to finally have you over here. Uh, thank you, RJ. Thank you for having me here. Congrats on uh, uh, podcast. Mo. Thanks so much, Idol. Dennis, really great to have you over here. It's a, it's a fantastic story. It's so hard to para encapsulate into one sentence kung anong ginagawa ng Mover. Eh. So, uh, you know, like I usually say on the show, there are many aspiring entrepreneurs. They're going to be making their pitches to big startup, uh, you know, investors and to joint, you know, to joint ventures or to whoever. What would you explain in an elevator pitch? What is Mover all about? 
Uh, yeah. So when when we started Mober, uh, we were solving a problem for SMEs, right? Uh, 2015. Let's go back to 2015. If you wanna rent a delivery van, you cannot find a delivery van. You have to go to Yellow Pages, right? So during oh. those time, uh, they started disrupting the the transport section, right? Uh, we have the Uber there. We have the Grab doing the the booking. Uh. So I realized, so why why not why not come up with something that that can help the SMEs, no? So we can share the delivery van and 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 help and 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 give uh, the SME a power to to grow their business uh, through through deliveries. So we started like that some over. Yeah. Got that, got that. And later we'll discuss a bit more about what I call the secret origin of mover, no? But like what I said, usually when we talk to older people about disrupting, it's not something that's in their DNA. If we were to simplify the discussion, I was to tell my, my late dad, Dad, this is what mover does. How to explain to people in a very layman term what does mover do and how does mover make money? Okay, uh, yeah. Kung kailangan mo ng delivery van, punta ka lang sa cellphone mo, magbook ka lang ng delivery van, darating yung driver. So, ganun kasimple, right? I mean, uh, for my parents, like my mom, uh, they, they did not grow up with, with smartphone, no? So now, mas madali explain like, gusto niyo ba mag-order ng food? You just go to app, you, del- you book for a delivery van, no? So same like with Mober, no? So this is how, how uh, we started. This is how we make money that we take commission from uh, a driver owner na gustong makakuha ng, ng, ng negosyo, no? So delivery. So we help them grow their business by giving them delivery bookings. Then we take 20% commission. That was 20, until 2018, no? 2019. But now we move on. Mober has changed or pivoted. Nagpalit na kami ng, ng business model ngayon. Great. And I want, I think what's going to be very informative for people as they are listening to our podcast is if they see actually your, your entrepreneurial journey at yung mga pivot na ginagawa mo. And, you know, because sometimes the first business model that you have is not the final business model that you have. It continues to iterate. Tama ba ako dyan, Dennis? Because I'm sure you can uh, commiserate with me when I say that, di ba? Well, yes, yes. Agree, no, uh, RJ? Uh, any entrepreneur, any businessman, no? uh, we don't measure success with financial uh, rewards. No? We, we, there's so many uh, measurements for, for success. No? So, hindi lang dapat financially uh, rewarded. No? So, on my journey, uh, when I started my, my, my negotiation before, uh, maraming failures. No? Pero with that failures, we, we become tougher. No? We learn from, from our experience. Uh, experiences and we apply it to the next ventures that if we fail then we apply it again to the next ventures and we are able to find a niche market or a niche uh, business so, yeah so we, we never perceive failure as sort of like failure is not the final step failure is just part of the process yes agree oh and I, I think that's a that's a difficult one for for many of us to swallow, especially the first time that you failed <laughs> it's difficult but you just kind of have to say okay where does it? How does it help me out in the future? Am I right? Yes, agree, agree, agree. Got that. Now, um, I want to go a bit more into the background of more because it's very interesting when people start to see how you piece things together and it's, it all starts to make sense. But I guess uh, starting off, you know, uh, I want to talk about a bit more about your entrepreneurial background because many people, you know, I'm very fortunate to to have a lot of Filipino Chinese friends and they did grow up with that sort of entrepreneurial background, right? Like they say, oftentimes the difference between growing up in a Filipino household versus a Filipino-Chinese household. Pag uh, Filipino, they often say to you, parang 
what is your work now? Are you already engineer? Kaba na promote kanaba? Are you president? Of the, are you vice president of the company? But when you come to a Filipino Chinese family, ano negosyo mo na? What business do you own? What have you put up? What tell me a bit more about you know your your family background when you were being raised? Were you being raised in the sort of background where you had to become an entrepreneur or you were working in a what people often say uh, GI a genuine in, I mean for lack of better term it's called GI I know it's called genuine in chick just it just means that you work for a very traditional Filipino business like hardware right yes yes so I think you mentioned that I I was a trained uh, EY auditor right but as a trained EY auditor kwadayan uh, middle of my career na no? So my entrepreneurship uh, mindset no, started when, when I was still in elementary. I grew up in Bicol. I'm a Bicolano. So, well, my, my parents, my grandfather, uh, they're well off naman. But lang, we were raised by my mom na, na maging masinop at maging, maging uh, trained sa negosyo. I remember when I was still <clears throat> elementary, one grade six. In our school, it's a small school, Filipino Chinese school. Wala kami security guard. So may student police kami. So I always volunteer as a student police because parati kami five minutes lead time. No? Labas kami ng five minutes to check first yung surroundings. So kami nagbabantay ng gate. But my intention then was, paglabas ko ng five minutes before, every from grade five to fourth year, may ahente ako sa loob. You know, uh, when you say ahente, kasi during my time, uh, mahirap humingi ng baon. So I have to find ways on how to make make baon, more income, di ba? So our negotiation sa Bicol was, we, we do a wholesaling. No? Uh, we did uh, we sell salt, we sell flour, uh, we sell sugar. So we sell that small town in Tobacco City. So my mom, in the morning, siya magdi-deliver. Paghapon naman, after school, ako and my brother, we go to the palengke to collect yung diniliver ng mam namin. No? So we collect na sa bayan. So yung buong public market sa, sa, sa Tabaco Albay, kilala namin yung mga nagtitinda. So I have a special weight. I, I buy some bukayo. You know what I mean? The, the, for, 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 to start with, we sell bukayo in the school. No? May ahente ako, RJ. From grade 6 to high school, I sell. No? I used that uh, background no? when, when I was in elementary uh, then one day uh, I was called in the principal office saying, uh, "Hey, isusumbong." Sabi ng principal namin, "Isusumbong kita sa lolo mo." Said, "Ano ginawa ko?" So you were saying <laughs> something like this. So, so because I was young, I never realized malipala yung nagnegosyo, di ba? So so true enough. I was called by my grandfather. Said, uh, "That is, <clears throat> uh, when you are in school, you focus in studying." No? Uh, Negosyo, fine, but it's not time for you to negotiate. Because he, one thing that he, he mentioned to me that I, I cannot forget now, what you're doing is unfair competition. Because canteen pays rent. Canteen, meron tao na binabayaran. <clears throat> so you're selling something na ikaw lang. So it's unfair competition. So you stop doing that. So that, that, was my, that was the start of my entrepreneur uh, mindset. No? Uh, in fact, it did not stop there, RJ. Uh, since marami kaming customers sa palengke, that time, wala pang plastic. We we used old newspaper to balot yung mga tinapa, yung mga gano, right? So, <clears throat> for us to make more money, every Saturday, my, me and my brother, dahil namin yung karakter may timbangan, we, we go around, no? And buy newspaper. <laughs> buy newspaper so we can sell it to our customer. 
whatever money we make, my mom uh, gave us pang dagdag sa baon. So doon ako nagsimula. So, <clears throat> then after the journey, uh, yes, my mom said that I studied uh, accounting. Uh, then after accounting, the reason why I joined uh, EY, you know, Ernst and Young, that was then po nung bayan and Orolio na sila yung mag- So, but this was your first job out of college, uh, accounting? Yes, yes. Okay. Question, were you, were you in Bicol or did you move to Manila for, uh, from, for university? I graduated from Bicol, then I, I moved to Manila. So, that's my first job sa Ernst and Young. Okay. Uh, the secret then was, I don't want to really go to a corporate world. The reason why I, 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 I joined Ernst & Young that time, because accounting ako by profession, I'm accountant by profession. Gusto kong makita kung ano yung mga negosyong magandang markup, ano magandang. Mm-hmm. As an auditor, you, you, I mean, put it yourself, alam mo kung ano yun, yun yun. Nakita mo, yan yung dugtong ng pagiging entrepreneur mindset. So, like, I wanna do another business, ano kaya yung negosyong yun? So I, I use that though. But, uh, I, I have a question for you at this point, no? Because there are many people listening to you who are also like the they are in work, no? Because that was actually when, when I when I worked for uh, I work I worked for Procter and Gamble. For me, naman that was my because I, I did um, I did business and then economics. I thought that you know to get training from Procter and Gamble was great for marketing. And since you're taught to, it's like running your own mini company. It would be great to get that skill set to stay long enough, just to learn enough to move out. But not everybody's got the same mentality. What 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 do you say to people right now? I mean, to the to that to that generation right now who are actually working. Should they stay in the company forever? Should they should they should they leave? What what should they consider uh, when they are uh, if yeah, they want to become entrepreneurs yeah. but they're they're working for a company? So so for my journey, you know, so the, the my my mindset was to look for a business. What is a good margin business? Ano yung magandang negosyo? That's the reason why I went to corporate, no. But but one unfortunate thing for me, uh, I mean, in class entrepreneurs, I did not, uh, I was able to get the skill, no? Yung gusto mong skill that, yeah, you work for Procter & Gamble, you want to take a look at the marketing, yung my skill, the best practices, right? For me, that's, when I went there, I just make sure to find anong negosyo gusto ko. So that's why I stayed there for one season. That's a very short season, tax season. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, for 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 those advice na gusto mangyari, I, I'll just give example. Uh, those co-workers that we have in Mober, no, yung mga tao natin sa Mober, they're working sa Mober. I've been mentoring. I, I I'm t- telling them when you work and join Mober, we mentor you. Diba? We don't treat you as an employee, but we mentor. Uh, like you treat this like a, a a startup then. So because we want them to start their own business, right? You learn, then you build your own startup. Then you learn from from us, diba? So this is how uh, we treat our 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 uh, co-workers some over, no? Yeah. Uh, again, so so you mga nag-work, I mean, uh, you learn the skill because those skills libre. That's your MBA, no? Then if you start your MBA. own business, uh, then at least at least kaya mong gawin, diba? So all you have to do is like find uh, a problem, then uh, then do a solution. Then you have the skill na mas madali, mas, mas advantageous yun sa'yo kaysa sa ibang magsisimula pala. I love that, Dennis. Thank you so much. Because also very, you know, for many people that this is where they're, where they're, where they're sort of like in the middle of the road right now. They're kind of stuck over there. Uh, can I ask you one more question before we move on to talking about the, your journey entrepreneurship? It's about mentorship, especially in your own business, which I find very important. Because 
you know, um, people can be two minds of mentorship when you work for a company. Siyempre, pag binamenta mo yung tao, ibig sabihin, alis yan, alis yung tao na yan, baka lahat ng skills na in-invest mo sa kanya, all the hard work, will also go with that person out and then all of a sudden you're left with a, with a vacuum in the company to fill that slot. How should people perceive na it's okay to, to, to mentor the company and for these people to maybe even graduate from you? Um, how, how, do you how do we, as business owners, how should we think about that? Okay, RJ, you're, you're right. No? Sometimes I'm, it's really hard now to find good, good people in the company no? to stay with you, with passion, with you. No? So for me, I, I think the mentorship is like this. Uh, and mindset is I'm not afraid for them to leave and start their own business. Right? The, the point here is like, I always come back to myself that say, hey, I'm not getting young. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a very old uh, <laughs> founder. So <clears throat> I think I have to... I have to prepare the succession in a way that may marami matagal na sa akin uh, they know how I think, they know uh, how a startup works, right? Uh, a journey, a long journey where, where, where we are now. No? So I, mean, I always think that if I can mentor them and they can start their own startup, no? ako ang unang mag-invest. Meaning, I mean, you can start your own startup. I can invest a little bit, right? Uh, to to push your acid money nakuha mo but if they 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 think that like okay natutunan ko sayo then i leave and i work for another startup then i think i will feel bad because i want to train you mentor you and you start your own startup diba so i'll be your mentor to little eh then i can be your investor you you know mindset so, I, <laughs> I love that i, I that, that for me is quite, quite a revelation of, of how people should think about it. it's a parang virtuous cycle yan diba help people start up more startups, have them go to you to mentor. So what they're really picking from you is not so much the, the hard skills, but rather the soft skills of how to think like a entrepreneur, how to do risk-taking, how to put up your own, how to run your own company. Then when you open it up, I'll invest in your company. Pa, diba? Yes. So you grow it, and I just collect your, I just make sure that your valuation grows, then so I can, I can have a good return. I mean, ganda lang eh, cycle lang, diba? Fantastic, fantastic. So let's go back now to your, your own journey. So you were in EY for one season, and, and then you then you then you left. Uh, did you leave because you, you resigned? You you want to move on to entrepreneurship? What happened at that point? If you don't mind, don't I, mind me I asking. I left because uh, I was I was asking EY or Punungbayan before your scheduler nila. I remember that. Can you give me more accounts rather than giving me a big account like an insurance company? Na wala na ako interest na magkaroon ng insurance. <laughs> So it was really confusing to the scheduler that I know that what why are you looking for more accounts, small accounts rather than one? Like, because that's my mindset, RJ. You know? But that time I didn't open like Okay, dito ka lang sa insurance, and I was a really junior, no, uh, a junior nila So I resigned. I, I left. So after I left, uh, RJ, I started my own salt business. So uh, Asin, Asin, Asin business, yes. Okay. Remember, well, we, sell, we sell salt yeah. from uh, the province, right? So we buy so, from a wholesaler in Manila. Okay. Yeah. So what, what made you go into the... I mean, for me, I mean, the, the, the obvious logic there is that parang, it's a business you are familiar with. That's why you went into it. But is, is that the reason why? Just so that you could... Parang, you were, were you doing that because you want to get into the salt business or is it because you were passing the time to wait for another business that you uh, would come up with? Uh it just so happened that after my, my 10 years with, with Ernst and Young Punong Bayan and before, I realized that yung mga nakita kong a negosyo, like a, bur- a burger chain, 
uh, then uh, uh, a chichiria change. No? When I take a look, I really need a big capital for that. You know, we have to set up, we have a big capital. And that time, uh, I don't know where to find those capital. Mm-hmm. So I realized that, uh, yeah, we're doing salt business in the province. Uh, and as seen on RJ Mura Mura, I mean, uh, I was I, I asked my mom for a loan uh, advance. I remember that was 40,000 pesos. I was able to buy 1,000 sacks of kaban ng asin, kaban patawag na. So the journey was, yeah, I went to Bulacan. Naghanap ako ng asinan doon. So I bought 1,000 bags. They called it one, one kaban at 40,000 pesos. So my experience then was because I was exposed to corporate, no? Itong mga big accounts. Ang ginawa ko sa asin, uh, I, I, I put a color code, no? Because ang salt business then, may maputi, mga crystal salt, may mga hindi maputi masyado, may mga hindi maputi talaga. So for me to mix everything, sayang, hiniwalay ko. Ang sinasabi ko doon sa mga, sa mga nag-aasin sa ako, oh, yung mga maputi, iligay nyo sa blue sack. Yung mga hindi masyado maputi, iligay mo sa green sack. Oh. Yung mga hindi maputi, iligay mo sa yellow. So I put that color coding. No? That was the industry first before, if I'm not mistaken. Kasi dati, ilagay mo lang sa puting sako. Okay na. So doon ko... Ayun para na service innovation mo. Yung product innovation mo. Yes, yun yun. Kasi salt is a commodity. You know? It's a commodity. The cheapest oh. commodity. No? So you have to innovate. no? So I was able to uh, come up with a better price for for a good quality. No? So that time, walang brand. Yung mga kalaban natin, walang brand. Basta sinabi asin. So ako tinatakan ko ng initial ko, DN. I'm Dennis Nang. So initial, DN. <laughs> so that was the first uh, uh, salt I sent to to Bicol, to my brother. Uh, then then my competitor saw it. Then doon. Doon ako na-trained. I was trained in an environment where in the price, competing price war is really very active, no? So mm-hmm. when I sent it to Bicol, my competitor saw it. Honestly, I don't have any intention to to grow my salt business. I just want to buy salt and sell it to my brother in my small town. No? But when mm-hmm. my competitor saw it, they really lost the price. So if my capital is 40 plus delivery tracking of 65, they were selling at 50. Uh, <clears throat> that was their you, way. They want, they want to kill your business even at a loss. That was their way of killing the new competitor. So after that, wala akong nagawa. I have, to, I have to find buyers from another city. Then may bumili sa akin. They started selling bagsak doon. So until scandal, buong Pilipinas, one day, buong Pilipinas, nila nila mabagsak yung presyo because I'm, I'm present na sa buong Pilipinas that time. It was really fast, oh. RJ. I mean, uh, the salt business then was uh, on a sunset. It was a sunset industry, no? Because... Because the, the Cavite salt farm naging real estate na eh. Ah, so Cavite, I mean... Uh, Mid-80s, di ba? Mga mid-80s yan? Yes, yes. It, it, you grew up in Manila. I grew up in Bicol. So I think Cavite then talagang salt farm. So ngayon naging yes, real estate yes. na. So wala na kasinan. Natira kasinan sa Bulacan. And geographically, when you buy salt from Bulacan and send it over to Davao, ang layo, ang mahal. Yeah. So, uh, so ganun. Then there was a time, RJ, that we were hit by La Nina, na lakas ang ulan ng ulan. So we cannot produce salt. So those were the times that I was so worried. Ito yung worry ng isang entrepreneur, RJ, that 
uh, wala tayong malaking kapital, saan tayo maghanap ng asin? Oh. So, we have to be very creative. No? So, what I did before, we imported salt from India. <clears throat> when we when we imported salt from India, hindi siya container, buong barko. That's around <laughs> 300,000 sacks. That much. no. <clears throat> so, ang ginawa ko doon, uh, as an entrepreneur, no? Because you want to survive. You you want this negotiation, di ba? Ang ginawa ko doon, we, I, I, I already found kung sino yung mga customer na magandang magbayad, magandang partner. What I did was a servicing, no? Uh, I said, okay, advance mo sa akin yung payment. I just patong you a service fee. Then I'll be the one buying from India and make sure pagdating ng barko dito, you can sell. That was a commission based before, no? So I, I did that, no? Uh, until, <clears throat> until, the Asin law came, there's a Republic 1-8172 na even the rock salt, kailangan na i-iodize. Iodize, oo. Oh. Oh, so, the time, iba na yung playing field because because uh, when you import salt in uh, outside the origin state, meaning in-iodize na natin, no? even if it's a rock salt, may VAT na. You're, you're, you have to pay VAT. But if you import it on the original state, VAT-free. And that time, uh, I know I have competitors, then apat kami. Uh, the three of them really big was being sa Congress and saying, no, dapat pag gusto nyo iodize, dapat but free. And me, sitting on the other side of the congressional hearing, ako lang yung nagsasabi sa mga congressman, Your Honor, hindi nyo pwedeng tanggalin ang bat. Kasi pag tinanggal nyo ang bat, sunset industry na, kawawa naman yung mga farmers natin papatayin pa nila yung presyo kung walang bat. Diba? So, three against one. And I was talking to this congressman, honorable congressman, they're all from Bicol. I remember, all, <laughs> sila, sila congressman Salceda, congressman Salceda, sabi niya, iyo, ba't ayaw mo ng bat? Tanggalin. Sabi ko sa kanila, if you go to Palenque, ang isang takal lang as in five pesos. Pag tinanggalo natin yung bat, pag mag-garantiya nila sa atin na yung isang takal, 450 na lang, then by all means, tanggalin natin yung VAT. So tinanong niya, kaya yung iba i-guarantee? Hindi. So hindi. Ended up, hindi nila tinanggal yung VAT. So we had to iodize it. So in short, uh, that was a really, uh, I want to use the word bloody competition. Then uh, I think I, I was in the salt industry for 12 years. 12 rounds yan ng boxing because yes. it was a, it's a heavy, comp- I mean, heavy competition finding, you know, finding different areas to sell salt, di ba? I mean, that, I mean for me, that, that was parang, that's a tough business. Uh, all over. Business, uh, tough, I mean, tough, all over. I will tell you that I, I experienced na literally natutunaw yung pera mo. Yung literally, may impression na ay natunaw yung pera, right? Ganon, di ba? Literally, I, I remember I, I had this uh, shipment in Subic kasi ang asim walang gusto magparent ng bodega kasi kinakalawang. So ang asim namin uh, gabudok <laughs> mountains of white salt. We just cover it with tarpaulin. Yun. Wow. Tapos when we when we go there we 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 use dump truck to load. Then dun kami nagsasako din. So dun sa ilalim no, may mga 3 feet na maduming asim dinadaanan lang. So Yung mga asin na ganun, uh, ang bumibili like yung mga patis, toyo. Because they they just tune out it, the asin, they get the brine. No? Then after that, they clean. So they just buy those uh, dirty salts na dati. No? So alam mo, inabot ako ng bagyo sa subik. Yung ilanim ng perimeter namin na tibag, no? you can see, 
literally the bundok ng asin bumababa ng buha kasi yung tubig no. sa ilalim no. yeah. I was I was talking to a lot of tao ligin natin sandbag sandbag wala eh. we're not ready for that eh. we're just praying that matapos na yung ulan that was literally two now that's that, that's what I'm saying that ang negosyo sometimes not for everybody dapat matatag din ang ang dibdib mo and that time RJ I'm using other people's money because I have other investors so I have to, to explain to them anong nangyari, bravely to tell them, then be ready kung anong sigawan ka or whatever. You have to really be prepared for that. No? Be prepared that, na lang, di ba? I mean, yes. That mindset was, okay, what happened after this one? Saan ako babawi? Those were the things. Yes. Yun yes, dapat yes. tangkot. Nandiyan na yan eh. Wala tayong magagawa. Paano tayo babawi? So those are the... Paano tayo babawi? Yes, those are the next thing, right? But again, on the 12th round of my negosyo, ended up, I was buying stock from my competitor. I'm buying those maduming asen, di ba? So, can you imagine, RJ, as an entrepreneur, and you've been there for number two as a player, then now you're buying from them, makikita mo yung, uh, de- wala, patay na si Dennis. I mean, it's, it's the end of Dennis salt industry. He's buying from us, from importing salt, not buying from us. Ang hindi nila alam, I'm buying their dirty salt at a very cheap price, then I, created a salt washery. Alam mo, nag-built ako ng salt washery. Yung, alam ba na ang salt pwede ihugas? Ah, talaga? Yes. So, because the salt has uh, sodium chloride. The salt is maalat siya. Tapos, pag hinugasan mo ng brine water, yung maalat na tubig, matutunaw niya yung surface. Yung surface ay madumi. Tapos, yung resulta nun, ang puting asin. <laughs> so, from there, I started branding salt. I sell sa supermarket. So, doon na lang ako ng retail ng brand. Profitable. The margin was really good. But again, uh, it's me. It's not me. So, ang worry ko na lang that time was yung, I, I used to have uh, eight, eight uh, tao sa team. No? I'm just really doing it because para sa kanila. No? Uh, they, they one time, one day, they told me, uh, uh, Dennis, we're okay. Don't worry about us. I mean, we're okay. So, sabi ko sa kanya, Anyone want to continue the salt business, whatever we save, ano pa meron, pautangin ko na lang kayo. You continue. <clears throat> then one day, that's it. I mean, the, parang yung passion mo nawala sa asin, di ba? So, nawala. Asin nawala. No idea so, what to you do. Just left, you just left the business. Parang you, you left it because it wasn't you. Parang, uh, how, do you, how, do you how do you describe why you just your heart wasn't in it? Or how, how would you describe uh, oh. that? Well, again, there, there will be a time, RJ, that... Uh, yung isang negosyo, parang bigla na lang nawala yung passion mo. Parang, when I woke up in the morning, wala na. I mean, gone. Uh, maybe because the sign from my team telling me we're okay, don't worry about us, then then again, no? But uh, maybe also a divine intervention because I've been praying that kung akin pa to, give me that passion, ituloy natin. Pag hindi na akin, let's just give you a sign na wala. No? That, that was a day that that I, I woke up that uh, I was telling my mom, uh, okay ma, I don't want to continue. And one, alam ko lang na sabi ng nanay ko, see, I told you, tigas ang ulo mo. <laughs> Ngayon ka lang narilas. <laughs> yeah. So th- that was, that was uh, the end of my salt career, RJ. And then what, what happened next? So I mean, um, this is interesting. I, so, it's a really great story, Dennis. It's so yes. much to learn from, from there because people are going right now, am I talking to the CEO of Mover or not? <laughs> so, di ba? Then, then uh, green, uh, Green EVs. But what was next? What was your next journey from there? So, yes, you're an entrepreneur from Salt. You're my next magazine publishing, na ba? Yes, yes. 
pa- so, paano <laughs> So, after that day na sinabi ayaw ko na, my sister kasi lives in Hong Kong and she has this store sa Hong Kong selling Philippine products for the Filipino uh, OFW natin. Oh. OFW, di ba? Yung every Sunday, they're oh. there. Uh, so my sister has a store there. So my mom said, uh, okay, take a break. Maybe visit your sister. Uh, Pahinga, pahinga lang. So I went there. <laughs> Was hoping to stay there for for a week, something like this. So I went there. My sister saw me. Sabi niya, oh, kuya, nandito ka. Ikaw muna magkaha, ako magbabakasyon. <laughs> so instant ako yung magpapahinga. Uh, para mag-isip ko anong gagawin ko. Sinabi niya, oh, ikaw maging cashier, siya magbabakasyon. So ako nagkaha sa tindahan. So when I was doing the kaha, so a lot of OFW buying, then I saw this newspaper. There's a newspaper in Hong Kong. They call it The Sun. The Sun. It's a, it's a newspaper. Ang kapal, no? Ang brinaos ko, ang daming ads and libre. Pinibigay na libre. So, nang tininan ko, I mean, nag-pop na, as in, siyempre no, nagpa, ah, pwede to, pwede to. Walang kalaban. Probably the market is big for you to, to enter, to compete, right? Parang ganon. So, saan ako nanggaling? Nanggaling ako sa competition, na-realize ko, papasok ko dito, babagsak ko yung presyo. That, that was my instinct because I've been I've been in that industry for 12 years. Na, yun ang mindset, no? But uh, amazing, no? I, I was, it was a different idea na naisip ko, why should I do something like that, similar, to compete, no? Nanggaling na ako sa competition. Ang ginawa ko, I saw my sister used to be, uh, was the number one distributor of uh, Yes Magazine, may Showbiz Magazine. Yeah. <clears throat> so sabi ko, may value yung magazine, binibili ng $20. Kinikip nila, di ba? So, naisip ko, why not come up with a showbiz magazine na libre? With a street value, when the pass-on rate will be very high. Okay, so for the listener, um, so yung mga millennials, baka hindi na kayo masyadong nakakita ng showbiz magazine. During our time, ang oh, libangan ng mga OFW sa Hong Kong, showbiz magazine. Oh. They're very lonely, homesick, they want to libang. Walang internet before. Diba? So, just magazine. So, then I started with, with Cheese Max magazine. There. Started sa Hong Kong with a mindset of free newspaper, a uh, free magazine, made money from advertising. No? Then eventually, I grew that magazine. We published in Hong Kong, Singapore, Guam, uh, Tokyo. And yung pinakalast was LA. Uh, I had it franchised. They they paid a franchise fee for three years. Then on a monthly fee, they pay us a content fee. Then sila na maghanap ng ads. Then we we split the ninety ten model. No? So that that was the that was the journey for that. No, I mean, no nothing. It's just like we we improved the newspaper to a showbiz magazine. Walang kumopya. Eh. I mean, that was the learning from me. No, now okay, we learned from that mistake. The asim na patayan commodities. Uh, we don't want to repeat that. No? So now, when we when I transition to showbiz, I put a premium. We learned from that. No, um, okay, your negotio. That one thing that I I I I did that learned and and I'm still in progress was I don't have an exit plan. Okay, so RJ to transition RJ is like I will always advise, always advise any entrepreneur, any gusto magnegosyo when you plan a business, make a business plan. Put an exit plan. Because <clears throat> sometimes when we do a business, easy, we 
it gonna stay with us forever, no? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I apologize because there are some entrepreneurs thinking that, hey, when we do this one, let's keep it forever. But for me, naman, when we do any negosyo, I want an exit plan na rin. Because after five years, anong gusto mo? Ibenta mo yung negosyo mo? Or kung may chance na mag-IPO ka for exit, you can do something like that. No? So that was that that was something that I did not learn from my showbiz magazine. That I realized that I want to do it now. Ano dapat kong gawin? But how did you exit? So how did you, how and why did you exit the showbiz magazine industry? Okay, it died natural death. Kasi, nag-internet na. So everybody's looking for YouTube. Yung mga chismis natin, uh, nasa internet okay. na. So I, that time, I was very disciplined also. Na I don't want to go to online showbiz. I don't want to go to online showbiz. Because uh, yung mahirap eh, the content is really on an R and R basis. No? So, <clears throat> died a natural death. Then, <clears throat> then after that, dumating na yung internet. No? So, from the so, internet, that's a transition. That is not disruption in technology. In simplest terms, parang nangyari. Sort of the early disruption technology, di ba? Parang ganyan. Yes. Pero, pero yung, remember, yung pinaka-last one, I had an iPad app. You download the Chismax magazine. You browse. Yung parang, Ah, uh, no. press reader yan, yeah, yun yan. Press reader, press yeah, reader. Parang oh. ganun type, no? Ah, uh, yun, yun. Yun ang transition ko ng, ng tech, no? Pero, ah, uh, I did not pursue that na kasi it's really costly for them to download. And remember, uh, the OFW in Hong Kong that time, they don't own much of the uh, smartphone pa eh. Wala pa eh. Uh, okay. So, market is not ready for that yet. So, kaya hindi ko natin ulit. Got it, got it. So, eventually, um, you 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 allow that industry or the business to die a natural death, and finally, uh, it's just where we went to Mober. Now, how did it, how did how did the original Mober come about after the uh, Showbiz magazine? After the Showbiz, I started an online Alibaba model. No? Alibaba was just starting four years four years palang sila. We copied something like that here in the Philippines. No, but uh, again, the market is not ready to 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 tell you. Para sabihin na hindi pa ready, dial up pa tayo sa internet. Ano? To the millennials, ang dial up marinig mo, tututututututu, di ba? Naalala ko yan, naalala ko yan. Di ba? So, wala pa. So, that time was too early. Then, ang pinakamature dun, I remember, was Sulit. No? Sulit was Sulit. doing uh, uh, online classified ads. Ako naman, I was doing a B2B type Alibaba model. But, uh, hindi. We're so advanced. Uh, again, on the sidetrack, RJ, you know, there are there are a lot of things that I, I would like to share as an entrepreneur that sometimes kung ikaw yung nauna sa negosyo mo, ikaw yung una sa market, hindi din advantage. They're saying that the first mover advantage. So for, for me, you know, it's very painful. It's very expensive. Because you have to educate the market. Eh. You have to educate. And, and ang masama doon, may pumasok dito na educate mo, may pumasok. Sila yung nakinabang. So sometimes, the first Mover uh, advantage. It, it's not really an advantage. It's not. Same with our yun sa internet, no. So then we pivoted to a taxi dispatching. Frankly, it's a taxi so from, dispatching. From, from the Alibaba model, parang you're, you're selling things online. Um, why, why why was the transition to become taxi dispatch? Ano, what was the natu- What was the move na it would have been better using what you had to become a taxi dispatcher? Right. So again, uh, my 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 uh, entrepreneurial skills like. I always look for a problem. Mm-hmm. Then, ano yung solution? Is that solution uh, massive, right? The problem massive ba? If we give a solution, everybody will use it, right? 
So that time when I, I did the Alibaba type here, it was like, gusto kong patayin talaga yung yellow pages. Na parang, okay, online na lang kayo, di ba? Hindi tayo mag-print ng papel. Sa online, you can you can do those things, right? Uh, then, wala. We're so advanced. I remember I, I had this syobnow.com, parang start your online business.com. We're using a magento, magento plugin para magawa ka ng online. Now. But these are the Shopee now. These are the Shopify now, right? So advanced. But hindi ready yung market, di ba? So this mm-hmm. is sometimes that any entrepreneur has to also think, no? Baka hindi pa ready. Baka sayang, no? So from there, nawala. Then been thinking, ah, yung mga radio, nagtataxi ako noon, may nakang two-way, two-way radio. Sabi ko, pati hindi natin palitan to ng, ng isang technology na I saw one in Singapore, yung parang they put a tablet in the, in the taxi, di ba? Pinalitan ng ganon, di ba? So the idea was, you can call pa rin, pero i-dispatch natin through the technology that any driver na pinakamalapit, siyang kukuha. A, a semi, semi, you can call, wala pang app, then the dispatcher will just type kung saan, ibablast yan sa nearest driver. Instead na two-way radio. That was the, that was the idea. No? Uh, honestly, the brand was Grab a Cab. I, I own the brand name Grab a Cab. <laughs> And uh, I, you know, you know Franco Barona, right? I don't know if you met. Yes, yes, Franco Barona. <laughs> he has also uh, easy. Sa kanya, sa kanya, grabber is yeah, the time. Grabber, right? Grab, oh, and and I met Franco few months ago. Kilala ko siya before, pa. Sabi niya sa grab before. Ha? Why? Because you own the Grab a Cab brand. Hindi namin matigmat yung Grab. <laughs> So, wala, yeah, I mean, hindi nila matatigmat yung Grab because I own that, that Grab a Cab brand, no? But again, I, I mean, sabi ko nga, we learn, no? Ay, hindi naman ako preview sa mga trademark, trademark before, eh. Yeah, I, from a sin to this, wala. I know I traded, traded Mark, the, the, the Mark, no? pero wala, hindi ko natutukan. I was, uh, this, I was discouraged because when Grab came, Easy Taxi came, they were, gi- they were giving away phones driver. I, I, I don't even know what a VC is. So, okay, hindi na ako. So, sinara ko na yung Grab. Then, that's pivoted to Moberna. Because I, okay. I have the technology, I have the technology similar, similar na naman, nag-dispatch ka lang naman eh. Similar. Ah, so, dispatching, pero hindi na, hindi na sa tao, kundi sa na. delivery. Yes. Uh, hindi na sa tao, ginamit ko yung model, niligay ko sa delivery. So that's a that's a transition. That's why we we, we came up with Mover. Yeah. And what year was that the transition to Mover? 2000... 2015. 2015. At the time, because it's not app, right? People were not super going online to to yes. it's not like not like right now where you just program right now and you just type in yourself what a business business. But yes. what was the what was it like operating that time to do this sort of like model na deliver dispatch? Okay, may papa deliver ako who's in the area? Ganyan ba yan? Uh, de, wala na. That time kasi, because of Grab and Easy Taxi before, na-educate na yung tao mag-download ng app. Okay. So, sila na yung nag, nag-turo. Ako sumabay lang, but on a different market, right? But, but the problem then before was, magbubuk ako delivery. Paano kung kinuha? Tapos hindi din-deliver. Saan ko hahanapin yung kargamento? So, those were the mindset. And like, you were doing a Grab Uber before, ako sasakay. Right? So, ito, ipapadeliver ko. Di ko naman kilala yung, yung driver o yung mag-pick up. Paano kung ita- itakas? 
So those were oh. the pain point at the time, right? Um, so that time, um, I, I was fortunate then because I was able to find SM Appliance Center. Now, the market then was, yeah, walang same-day delivery. So we're able to talk to them. Okay, kunin mo na to. Sila yung una kong client. Then we also started downloading app, downloading the app. But again, RJ, that time, no VCs. Nagustong maging sa fitness. We're very early, you know? The, the, the optic... Yeah, at the time, 2015, there were really no VCs. There were no venture capitalists looking at the country. That's why I'm very, I'm very intrigued there because the time that you were... Dennis, medyo OG ka, di ba? Original gangsta ka ng start of the negosyo. Wala pang... Wala pang... Hindi pa uso yung mag-VC. Hindi pa masyadong uso yung mga app. Hindi pa parang... Hindi pa sexy yung pagiging startup, di ba? Yes, I, I, I would say I was one of the first generation startup founder in the Philippines, 2015, right? So, wala. I mean, no VC, the optics then, I think, uh, was going to Indonesia. Everybody's in the Indonesia market, 2015. So, I bootstrap it. Uh, slowly, I bootstrap it. Uh, then... Sa mga nakikinig dito ngayon, I bootstrap. Okay, sorry. Uh, uh, it's yeah. So when you say bootstrap, galing sa wallet natin, tayo nag 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 fund ng ng kwad ng ng negosyo natin, right? That was really painful then because uh laki ng burn eh, because you want to download the app. This was a market of supply and demand, chicken and egg. Sino papasukin yung driver muna? Kung wala kang booking sa Alice driver. So those were really hard hard times before. No? So <clears throat> after that my competitor na pumasok. Again, same same experience with Grab before. Nandito ulit, di ba? But this time, instead as pivoting and umalis sa market sa industriya, naghanap na tayo ng niche market. So, what we did now as uh, we do a B2B, B2C. Uh, business to business and business to uh, consumer, no? So, we are now available in 100 malls, no? So, ito nung pivot ni Mover na. Yung mga store sa mall, pwede sila mag-book ng Mover. We gave them an enterprise account. Tapos yung mga driver partner natin, naka-assign na sa mall. Kung ano oras sila nandoon. So, pag nag-book si store, let's say SM Appliance na nag-book, nandiyan na si driver. Hindi siya nagsa-search. So, we consolidate all the deliveries from a mall and we bring down the delivery fee because we're able to consolidate and we deliver it to sa consumer na. So that's the model of Mover now. That's just a model of Mover. Uh, so there's the secret sauce, Nino. I mean, because I understand also right now the the delivery, uh, the ser- the delivery service app. Like the, but to make it simple, now, if you mind, para grab for delivery. Uh, many are getting into that. Many have been using that model, right? And what what made Mover different was that you're a B two B two C model. Is that the only thing that that makes Mover different? I'm, I'm just asking so I get a better understanding. Sa ngayon, uh, well, everybody's doing a B2C, B2B model, right? Uh, but their app is searching. They search for the nearest driver. So for Mober, kasi now, is Mober owns the driver, the vehicle na. We, we're, we're an asset heavy na, RJ. Uh, we, 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 yeah, we asset heavy na. Uh, uh, I, I, think, I think I'm the crazy uh, founder to dive into asset heavy. This is the reason why we do that, no? Uh, if you spend money onboarding more drivers to stay in your platform, the same amount if we buy our own vehicle, same amount lang. Uh, and a difference lang dito, if you own the vehicle, if you own the fleet, 
yung reliability nandiyan eh. Kasi, pag, pag marketplace siya, crowdsource siya, pwedeng i-cancel ni driver, yung manong driver. <laughs> Ito yung pwede kasi sa'yo yan. I mean, uh, Andre, uh, let's, let's do the fact uh, uh, checking, no? Kung si Grab nag-cancel ng booking mo, yung, yung ride-hailing, kinancel ni Grab, you can go and find taxi, you can take a jeep, you can take a two-wheel app, diba? But sa delivery, pag kinancel ko yung deliver mo, RJ, papunta sa isang mercato. <laughs> so, papa, yung negosyo mo ang affected eh. Hindi yung tao, mm. yung negosyo mo eh, right? So, oh. kung nag-promise ka ng delivery sa isang customer mo, at sinabi mo itong oras dahil nag-book ka, kasi hindi dumating yung driver na binook mo, ikaw masisira. Hindi naman, hindi naman ako eh. So, yun ang gusto namin pasabi sa client natin. Hey, if Mober, we'll make sure that, that we're partner here. Your brand is our brand. That, that's how we look at it. No? Then, uh, moving forward, yeah, I'll let you know now, paano kami transition sa EV? <laughs> oh, ba- at, ba- at bakit mo nakita as opportunity? I mean, obviously, you, uh, you, you saw that quote-unquote disadvantage of being first mover, right? I mean, that's, that's just how I see it. And in this one, it looks like you are the first mover to doing to transition to total EV, if, if I'm not mistaken. But right now, you're seeing it as an advantage for yourself. Is there a problem that you're trying to solve or an opportunity that you're seeing that we all don't see also right now with EV? <clears throat> so, so with EV, you know, uh, we started EV because when IKEA Philippines opened, no, November 2021, uh, uh, we're we're one of the logistic partner that that they they tapped. Uh, so during the opening, uh, they were asking me a year before so open. Dennis, can you can you help us with EV EV uh, units? No, I like up the because you know we're we're a startup, we're agile, we're you know I mean you you maganong bagay. Uh, everything stops sa akin, no as a founder, and they talk to me, so wala akong wall to push back, so just to find. So, uh, as an entrepreneur that time, uh, RJ, wala kang mabiling EV dito, kasi wala. Uh, I was talking to Isakai, no? in fairness to Isakai, of Miralco. Uh, sabi ko, meron ba kayong EV pwede pa rin sa akin, na pwede hiramin sa inyo. So nakita ko yung Makati Mandalu yung na EV. If you look at the Makati Mandalu oh, yung yeah, yeah, yeah. can you imagine that, that box, right? Sabi ko, can I rent that? So, i-wrap ko na lang, i-convert ko to a logistic so that when IKEA open, I will, I will show that na meron, di ba? Uh, but they're very kind, no? They, they, one time, they told me, there's meron kami EV van, ganito, kailangan mahal. So, w- wala. I mean, because we want the account of IKEA, no? We want to nurture that account. We know that we're, we're in the same, same uh, weblet, no? That we want to grow our business and if we have IKEA and the like of SM clients as our client, it gives credibility to Mober. Kaya pinilit ko na. Yeah, so I, I bought that two units. Picket mata, that's where it's really expensive. No? So, but when they opened, they were able to announce to the world that Philippine IKEA has EV. So that's, that's a proud moment for the IKEA Philippines team to announce. And it's also a proud moment for Mober to say, okay, here we are. We're a startup. We're able to give you the EV you want. Yeah. And plus, I mean, to my mind, no, it's a strategic move for you to, to sort of cement that partnership for you. I mean, it might not always make total financial sense. If you speak of purely financial standpoint, but as an entrepreneur who has to make that strategic decision, 
And as from a marketing standpoint, it makes sense to me. But that's that's how I see it. Because that time when when they opened, uh, we were assigned or given a very small lane. Uh, probably five percent lang total delivery ng buong IKEA. So the mindset, of course, we just we just aligned with them to show them that madalita ang kausap. No? So hoping that we get more lanes, no, more deliveries from them. Uh, that's true. True enough. Uh, now, uh, Mober has uh, 14 units of EV with IKEA. From two, naging 14 na. So, Mober fleet in IKEA is 100% EV na. Uh, wow. So, we're hoping that we can increase more. Uh, we have, uh, have uh, uh, Mober uh, has, has another 15 units in the pipeline in case they, they need more. We, we have that one. So, dun na siya nagsimula. No? We started with IKEA. Uh, the Nestle came, Nespresso came. Uh, there are companies no, na they have mandate from corporate headquarters. Hey, uh, you have to do so EV. So that Don't. was a bigger opportunity for you. Actually, that, that an opportunity which the people didn't spot that actually it's aligned to their sort of sustainability goals of the larger companies. Yes. So that's another uh, oh, window. But again, uh, Ajay, as an entrepreneur, we all know that you cannot monopolize things. No? So we, I, I, I'm giving Mober a two years window Probably earlier pa may mga ibang papasok na, no? So what we're doing now is like, everybody's saying that it's EV, mahal, dapat may premium, right? Dapat may premium. But for me, on a business point of view, no? Uh, as a consumer, pag deliver ba sa'yo, RJ, na EV, will you pay more? <laughs> or or you pay the same, right? So, ako, I, I, I can answer it for myself. Pag deliver ko ba tong refrigerator siya pag EV, Pwede bang 1,000 pesos ang delivery instead of 800? Of course, I will say no. <laughs> As a consumer, I, I don't care. Basta, mura delivery yun yun, di ba? So, oh. so on, on our mobile side, no, we are trying our best to offer as neutral as the ICE. ICE when I say ICE, it's internal combustion engine. Yung mga diesel natin, yung mga gas natin. Kung magkano yun, gusto natin ipantay lang. Uh, the point here is, uh, the EV kasi costs 2x. Eh. <clears throat> For an L300, cost mga 800 to 100,000. An EV van equivalent, mga 2 million pa. For a truck, na six-wheeler, no? a truck of 1.4 million sa diesel, an EV truck is what? 4 million? Diba? So, di mo mababawi. Uh, Ang, ang, ang cost, no? But again, our, our current government is very supportive, no? I mean, siniro nila yung tariff when you import EV, no? Uh, but but that, that one is mute and academic because most of our EV, commercial EV, galing China. And, and, and because of the AFTA, we have this AFTA, the ASEAN Free Trade, wala naman tariff na talaga pagaling sa China. So pag bibili ka lang na mga European-made na now, mga EV. EV, yun ang may impact. No? Talagang mura, walang tariff. No? So, for us, wala. Uh, ang magandang, magandang support from the government is like, exempted ang EV sa coding. coding okay. Right? So, one day of extra revenue for us for the next five years, that's a, a good return for us. That, yeah. That's our motivation to, 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 to go EV. Yeah. And actually, for me, if I if, if you may if you may allow me to add, no, because from our own marketing studies, what we're finding out is like for many of the millennial and Gen Z consumers is that 
they are willing to pay a premium if the product that they have will help them in their own small way to improve or better the world, right? I mean, that's why nagagalit sila pag may plastic straw sa market namin. Gusto nila na pati kayo gumagamit ng wooden straw or reusable straw, di ba? Or, or, uh, or, the, or, the, or the straw. So the same way that if, I'm just guessing, if the consumers are given a choice saying, hi, we're going to deliver to you using an EV versus, uh, versus a uh, ice, di ba? Ice, yes. Are you going to pay the premium, especially if you're talking to a millennial, maybe yes. a millennial manager to say, of course, because it's, you know, that, that's, that's my own contribution to uh, improving, yes. improving the climate, di ba? I agree. Uh, I totally agree and I stand corrected because I was talking at my point of view as a thunders, <laughs> I would say. So, yun ang mga isip na matatanda. No? But again, again, uh, that is coming from a point of view of a consumer. So, dapat yung consumer natin na, na nasa end consumer, then they can also say, okay, we're serving you and delivering you using an EV, right? So, dapat may awareness, like, right? Similar to IKEA, no? uh, every delivery that we have, we put a sticker, a big blue sticker saying that uh, delivered by 100% EV. Yeah, we put it it's, it's, just, uh, just an awareness something. Yes. Marketing yes, yes. So, yun, no? Uh, again, so there are companies that really looking into the EV play, no? Uh, we're trying to our best no, to make it as, again, as neutral as the, the, the ice fee. Yun. Ang maganda lang sa EV, uh, RJ, ang kuryente, hindi pwede tumaas ng 30%, 40%. Kasi regulated, right? I mean, pag tinasimiral ko yan, eh, <laughs> mag-rally tayo. But ang gasolina, unregulated, they can just keep on increasing. You talked about earlier on that, you know what, you might have a two-year window at the most to be able to use this advantage that you have right now with EVs, right? You can't predict the future. You can see maybe see trends, but you can't predict the future. Again, going back to your own entrepreneurial background and inclination, how do you? What would you recommend to other entrepreneurs? How do you prepare yourself right now, Dennis, knowing that that's going to happen? What do you have to do next to make sure that okay, this happens, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, again, I will. I will now make sure that the exit plan will be applied this time, RJ. Remember. I did not have exit plan for the salt. I did not have exit plan for the the magazine, right? So then I pivoted, papunta dito. So I want to apply the exit plan, no? So I mean, the exit plan is really not for every entrepreneur, no? Just like for for me personally, uh, in the two years plan, itong two years, two to three years, I'll make sure that Mober will really grow the the market. If if I can if I can make it the top of mind, na na I don't see. A direct competitor, meaning I know there will be competitor, but the market is really big, no. What I'm saying is that if we look at the uh, logistic company, like like the LSP, we call it the uh, uh, logis- uh, log- uh, logistic service provider, like Siba Logistic, DB Shepherd, and and ito mga malalaki, they don't own asset, they subcon, so we treat them as a partner, not as a competitor, right? So ito yung gusto ko market, I mean, so. What what do I see after It's like if I if I can make Mober the top of mind, then I can bring Mober to the market and say to the other big companies, yeah, I have this big fleet of EV, I have this client, no, uh, maybe we can go out and we can sell it to them. No? Those that is my my vision, no, my vision. No? 
or if we can really grow it big and an opportunity for us to to replicate this in the region, meaning in Southeast Asia. So why not, right? I mean, pwede naman gawin, di ba? If by chance, we, we can do that. If given a chance, uh, we can replicate this as soon as possible, then we will do that, no? Uh, then on the battery side, no, to, to educate our, uh, to share lang with our, our, our viewer, no? Ang battery kasi, uh, RJ, ng, ng EV, pag umabot siya ng 80% capacity, hindi na siya enough to power an EV. But that 80% battery can be 100% for another usage, no? Another usage. Mm. So we have to find kung saan natin pwedeng dalhin because most of our EV now, uh, wala pa tayong kontrata with our supplier that they will buy back the battery. So we have to find ways. Kung wala na yung battery, that's 80% capacity, how to reuse it, no? How to retrofit it kung paano. Yun ang gusto kong isipin. I have to research. I know the Chinese market, they, they know what to do now. So we have to learn kung paano, no? Because the EV battery life is five years. Then after that, we have to change battery na. Then another cost, another five-year life above the EV. Yeah. yeah. And what I'm seeing really from you, what, what I'm learning from you, Dennis, is, is the idea that it's okay to be passionate about the business or the art of doing business. But there's no need to be passionate about this is your business and I can't live without it. There's no need to be in love with the business. You, you love doing business, but not in love with the business. That's, that's yeah. what I'm getting from you. Because from the salt to the, to the magazine to, to, to mover, if you sell it, it means that you know you love the business, you love doing this, but doesn't mean that you're in love, that you're so attached to it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, uh, personally, I, I get bored. Na. Parang, if I'm able to achieve itong gusto natin na of goal, right? Then I, I just feel that there are a lot of business panenja na who challenge us we can can make us a better person no uh now we have this ev playing uh on the side no i just realized that in my own little way i help the earth no paano may emission so probably the next venture when sabi ko nga di ba we go back to our earlier talk that if i can build 10 startup and 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 it is run by our our current na mga co-workers office right so that's ten instead of one. Then let them grow. Do na lang muna tayo. So those are things. So I am passionate in what I'm doing, but once that you reach that 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 uh, end of journey, no, uh, then it's it's running. No? Meaning, if the business can run by a professional CEO, na, then it's about time for you to let go and 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 cash in and start another one. Kung may passion, yeah. Got that. I, I, there's, I have to say, this is one of the conversations that I've learned so much and I, I've appreciated so much from what you've had to share. Because um, I was going to ask you, what are your management hacks? But you really, actually, throughout our conversation, you shared from every part of the journey something that we, could, we can all take home. I guess what I want to ask you uh, as we come to this part of the discussion, I didn't know we were running for an hour already. It's been such a lively discussion. You know, up to the last point, like this Ariel Nervais, Salvador, say, 100, 100%, 100% in discussion, not that he really loves it. Elmer Dipasupil earlier on saying he really likes our discussion. No? Um, you know, because you're in logistics, because you're in uh, EV or, you know, um, you know, sustainable energy or clean energy, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're very good at spotting different opportunities coming up. But obviously, you can't, you can't just grab them all because you lose focus. But for you, what are the opportunities now that you've seen? Uh, you know, because of your work in EV, because of your work in logistics, that can still be 
leveraged by entrepreneurs that they can still enter into. Uh, that even you know starting entrepreneurs might have a chance to get into. Maybe those are part of the for those listening here right now. Have, to, have them come up with new business opportunities in the industries where you operate in. Well, on, on the logistics side, no. Uh, unfortunately, everybody's saying that our e-commerce is like slow down after the opening, no. After opening of the of, of the pandemic, no. Uh, on the logistics side, uh, RJ, frankly, there's a lot of hacks that. Anyone can still do. No? Uh, for example, you can do a cold chain, a micro cold chain business. Pwede yun, marami doon na pwede gawin because you cannot buy ice cream and pa-deliver sa'yo na galing sa isang lugar to Malaya. No? So you can bring that, that cold chain to, to that area. No? So two, uh, we're doing electric tuk-tuk. Uh, the, the electric tuk-tuk, right? I mean, they call it electric tuk-tuk, but it's not for passenger, but it's not also for for parcel delivery, but you'll be surprised it's for cake deliveries, no? Because because a refrigerated van, a malaking refrigerated van, pag hindi kasi kaya ng isang load, isang delivery na isang isang big shop, no? So you have to do multiple drops, no? So darating sa isang last branch, tapos na yung araw, yung one life shelf life, gan, no? So we're doing this electric tuk-tuk. So Again, on, on the, on, on the Sorry, let me interrupt you. This is the first time people are reacting. Sabi ni John Mark Bautista, cold chain is a good idea. Then the Christian Manzano saying, uh, thumbs up all the way. <laughs> really great ideas coming out. And John Mark Bautista, if you come with your small scale cold chain delivery, dapat may equity jan si Dennis nang kaagada. <laughs> Sige, please, Dennis, continue. I, I, can, I, can be, I can be your co-founder. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marami pa, no? Marami. Let's uh, jump into the wagon na, ah, bumili ako ng sakyan, tapos mag-deliver ako ng, ng last mile for the big uh-huh. e-commerce, no? Because that, 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 that negosyo is really bloody comp- competitive, no? Patayan sa presyo. Look for something, no? I mean, don't rush yung negosyo. Don't, don't rush. Isip lang. I mean, marami dyan na pwede natin i-disrupt, no? I mean, I just want to word the word, use the word disrupt pa, no? If we can disrupt mober or we can disrupt grab then i think wala diba rj grab disrupted the taxi industry mober and, and the like of mober disrupted the the delivery industry right so why think of something that can disrupt grab or disrupt mober right you disrupt the disruptor i mean so yun yun ba? uh those are the things that that i, I would like to share with with our uh uh, audience, no? Na wag mo wala ng negosyo. Ah, wag mo wala ng loob, no? Pero, again, sometimes yung negosyo kasi, RJ, is not for everybody. Uh, I don't know if you will agree with me because I heard a lot of things that, ah, ayoko na magtrabaho, magninegosyo na lang ako kasi sarili ko yung oras, no? But when you start your own business, yung 8 to 5 mo, kulang na. Hanggang madaling araw. Kasi 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 when you start a business, when you start a business, make sure that your accounting process, accounting is intact on day one. Parate. Because sometimes when you start a business, 
Hindi, ako lang naman eh. Wala naman akong kapartner. So, in out, okay lang. Saka na natin i-record yung libro, no? But no, no. Day one pa lang, dapat na-record na. Kasi by the time, by the time that you grow it, by the time that there are investors who's willing to invest na sa'yo, babalik at babalik ka doon at gagawin at gagawin mo pa rin yun. Right? So, nangangarag ka. So, ngayon pa lang, accounting, please. Uh, kahit maliit, start small, easy to manage, then make sure that that maayos, no? Hindi yung pag may investor na tsaka ka mangangarag at bumalik. That, that's not uh, something that I want you to do. That, that's uh, the mistake that uh, I, I made, no? So now, nangangarag kami, we're fixing it, so, yun. That's one thing that I want to share. Well, thanks so much, Dennis. Dennis, this has been one of the most enlightening sessions I've had here so far. And thank you for being very frank uh, in sharing your experiences. I'm sure so many people can learn from it. But what I've learned from it is really uh, a lot of grit. And yung parang it's a never say day attitude. But okay lang. Natalo ang okay lang. You know, it happens. Diba? I mean, it's just a very you know, pragmatic way to look at business. I'm sure many people can appreciate it. And thank you also for everything that you're doing for the environment. Inadvertently yeah. because of what you're doing for Mover. So again, thank you so much to Dennis Nan, CEO of Mover, for joining us here on the RJ Ladesk podcast. Uh, we'll hear, we'll see you guys again in the next RJ Ladesk podcast. Again, thanks guys, thanks for listening. Dennis, thank you, thank you again. Thank you. Good night. Thank you, RJ. Thank you. Thanks. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.